Welcome to the Prayer Storm Podcast. We hope this teaching will encourage you and equip you to live a lifestyle of holiness and intercession. Don't forget James's new book, Life on Fire, is out now. It's our first release from Prayer Storm and it's available on prayerstorm.org. The link is also available in the podcast description. Okay, well, welcome, everybody. It's so exciting to be here. It's so exciting to have you. You are so welcome. We are going to be discussing James's new book, Life on Fire. I've got it with me. I've got some friends with me. Many of you will know Matt already. Some of you won't know me. My name's Josh Green. Uh, So hello, welcome. And we have an awesome American in our midst. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Cameron and I'm American. (laughs) (laughs) Just made it all your own. Yes, yes, yes. Matt, are you excited about this? I'm very excited about it. Um, Just getting tucked into the chapter that we're going to be discussing today and it is on fire. I keep calling the book in my head man on fire, but it is life on fire. <laughs> Let's get this right. It's life on, on fire. fire. We want people to live a life on fire. Come on, Matt. So, we're going to be going through chapter five, which um, personally for me, and we'll get into this more in a little bit, was really impacting for me. Coming from sort of a music background, it sort of discusses... Yeah. Uh, the influence that music can have, mm. um, the whole sacred and secular thing, it discusses that. The chapter's called Cleansed by Fire, and the sort of subtitle is Pursuing Holiness in a Godless Culture. Mm. And um, I don't know about you, but even some of the stuff going on in the world right now just feels godless. Yeah, um, yeah. You yeah, know, sure. not just from a sinful point of view, but also even, you know, the fighting and the violence that's going on and the virus that's happening. It yeah, just yeah. feels like so devoid of, of God and his presence yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. we're going to be getting into that today, discussing Great. more about that. But um, one of the things that really struck me in the book, uh, and it's a little quote that says, every song has an assignment what we listen to brings us into alignment with Mm. that assignment. Mm. And um, there's a pastor in America and he always says that alignment determines assignment. So we're getting Mm. muddled up with words and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be really fun. We were discussing (laughs) that before. But uh, what's interesting is this idea that somebody's producing a song that comes from a place in their heart, a Mm. concept that they have. So there's that alignment that they have with whatever is going on in their lives. But that song is coming with an assignment into your ears. You watch the music video into your eyes and uh, that does something in us. And and so that's what James talks about in this. And it makes me think about, you know, Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, you know, the artist who's writing the song, out of the overflow of their heart, the song comes forth. Uh, But then it's also about the overflow of our hearts our mouths yeah. speak and it's like what we're feeding yeah. our hearts. So we're going to sort of open with this question of what are we filling our hearts with? Um, what are the things that maybe we come into alignment with in our lives that can just dis- determine the assignment yeah. of our lives? Um, so I wanted to discuss that a little bit. I don't know if anybody wants to jump in <laughs> off the back of what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Well, I, I just wanted to say like when I read that line, like um, every song has an assignment, you know, I mean, it's not even just we're talking about music here, but it, it, it is on so many levels that is. Right. I remember like last year um, I was watching TV uh, and, you know, when you're just scrolling around, you want something to watch. You don't want anything bad to watch, but you want something because you're tired in your flesh. You just want to yeah. chill and watch something <laughs> and you're like 
like anyway, I, I, and I was trying to find a series and I just felt God say very clearly to me, you know, that TV there is not there to entertain you. It's there to train you. Yeah. Whoa. And I felt like it was just saying. We're there like, already. <laughs> We're there already with the bars. I love it. No, don't apologize. Come yeah. on. No, but it was like saying like that wants to train you out of the word of word of God into the word of man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it really wants to re-educate you on so many things. Yeah. And um, that's that line. That that means so much to me. Anyway, every song has an assignment. You know, it wants to align you to that form of education. And so I remember years ago, uh, I remember I still, I can still remember the shocked faces. I remember at the start of my sermon bringing up that, do you remember that Pharrell song, uh, Happy? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm happy, did it? Uh, you can sing, I can't sing. I'm not going to sing it now. <laughs> you should sing, you're a professional singer. You guys are gonna and jump her up me. and down her. You guys are going to see yeah? me sing one day okay. on Preston. Okay. I'll say it now, but not right now. Okay. <laughs> and right. not that song. Today is not the day. <laughs> Go on, the day. share your heart on Happy. <laughs> yeah, so basically I just said, because it was the current song at the time, and so I was basically like, you know, I love, I really like Pharrell. He's a cool guy. I really like the beat of that song. It's a really happy family car song, you know, type yeah. thing. Mm. It's in all the movies and yeah. it's in Minions. And then I it said, it's in Minions. Yeah, it's in like, Minions. It's the theme it tunes of yeah. Minions. And then I said, but it's the most demonic song of the year. Really? And then I was really? like, no, we're like, oh, you know, and I said, <laughs> listening, <laughs> I'm hearing someone laugh in the background. That is literally what I got. Oh, okay. You know, why did you say that? And I said, does anyone actually listen to the words of this song? Mm -hmm. I said, this literally is the chant of the spirit of the age. Whatever is happiness is now a truth. Mm. Sing, clap with me, sing with me. Happiness is now a truth. It's not a, it's not a coincidence that 812 million people have watched that music video. Get that into your head. I get encouraged if 812 people watch my video, but 812 million people watch that video and are singing along and clapping along to that assignment of agreeing, you know, because for me being British, like one of our main lies in our culture is whatever makes you happy well, uh, that works for you as long as you're not hurting anyone. Right. Mm. That is the truth. That's right. this this false truth, counterfeit truth. You know, that's mm. info. And so when I hear everyone coming along, happiness is now a truth. That is a form of re-education. Wow. And so I was like, I've got nothing against Pharrell. Really like Pharrell. Really <laughs> like the beat of the song. I really like all of it. But at the same point, I'm aware of what that song is trying to teach wow. you. Does that make sense? Or am I gone too over the top too quick? No, it's so good because there's. Nothing is devoid of power. Something is either death or life because Jesus explains in John 15, if you're connected to me, that's life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So anything not connected to him is therefore producing death. You know, there's no neutral Mm. ground of like, this isn't doing anything. It's either connected to Jesus or it's not. And uh, that truth of every song has an assignment, like that was even a big part of my own personal testimony of when I started getting into yeah. sin it didn't start with I'm just gonna go do a bunch of drugs now yeah, like yeah, I didn't yeah. wake up one day and think that I started feeding myself with this intense like rap music where all they talked about was like rage and drugs and yeah. sex and all these things yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like feeding my soul with that next thing yeah. I knew I had a craving for it yeah, and before yeah. I knew it the message of that song was becoming my paradigm that I now saw life through it became my value system yeah, and it was so the true. enemy was using it to do the very thing that he assigned it to do yeah. was to mask it in a good beat and to mask it in oh it's cool and everybody listens to it and I'm not gonna go like murder someone like the yeah, song is yeah, saying yeah. but then before you know it you're down this path and yeah. you don't know how you got there mm. absolutely that's so true that's it, very it, true it always starts small doesn't it mm. you know it does compromise starts like in the heart and uh, a friend of mine was telling me today that 
an affair doesn't start in the bed, it starts in the head. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, that's a really good rhyme <laughs> phrase. But it's true. Like, it, it starts here, it starts in the heart. And, you know, sin is not satisfied until it takes you to that place. Right. So it, it can start off really small and it whispers like a lie, like yeah. the whole happiness is a truth. That seems yeah. so harmless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems so, like, even when you said it at first, yeah. I was thinking, is he really going here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, is yeah, he I really am. going here? I went well, actually... Once you sort of take it a bit further down the road, you're like, anything to be happy, you're yeah. like, oh, that's where it is. Yeah. So it yeah. starts in that small and then takes you further to that place. Absolutely. Because you're, 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 I mean, a lot of people came to me afterwards and said, you know, I did it with a smile on my face, so I think that's what confused people. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, everyone's getting confused about what I'm trying to say. Just satanic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like that. I was like, hey, you know. But literally, it was like that when people were coming to me and saying, you know, I've been singing along in my car of this, mm-hmm. and it's not long before that, that comes into your theology of, well, yeah, actually, you know, like, this does make me happy. But, you know, if you're happy, you're not doing anything bad. I Do you know what I mean? It starts to, it starts yeah. to it's create... It's okay for me to be happy. Yeah, yeah, it starts to create man's theology within you and starts mm-hmm. to push out God's theology because now you're starting to you think you're meditating I'm not going to go there you're meditating on on these truths Mm -hmm. that are not true but these new age truths and it's just establishing its own root in your mind. That is it. That's the word, literally meditation. That is what music does to us. We are meditating upon It gets stuck in your head. (laughs) Yeah, it gets stuck in your head. I mean, like, I don't know, you know, when you you go to the gym, like, literally every single song is about sex. Literally, (laughs) like, I'm like, what do I listen... I can't listen to classical music and, you know, like, what do I... Because it's like everything and it's because it's repetitive and it's, you know what I mean? They've really tapped into something. And then, like you said, before you know it, it's literally could change your day it could, you could make some bizarre decisions mm-hmm. based off what you're just listening and mm-hmm. i even learned that as a non-christian when i was a non-christian sitting in a club there was a cheesy boogie lounge uh, room with all the cheese music all the old music and then you had like the more gangster music and so i would be in one room <laughs> <laughs> listening to like i don't know build me up buttercup yeah. and then the next room it'll be playing something i don't know just say like 50 cent or something mm-hmm. and everyone looks so serious everyone looked like they wanted to have a fight and i was looking at some of my friends thinking you're not a violent person but you look violent all of a sudden this wow. is me as a non-christian and i'm thinking you're not from like compton you're from like nice cheshire so why are you <laughs> even acting like this you're not hard you work at tesco's yeah. i mean like what is going on but it it literally control it was yeah. controlling people and i was seeing that as a non-christian I no, thought, that same thing is what happened to me when yeah. i started listening to like rap music yeah it's like all they talk about is like fights and like shooting people yeah. and we act like that's normal we see that on the news and we're like oh my gosh that's horrible put them yeah, in jail yeah, yeah. but then we're meditating on that as a society yeah and so absolutely. me like i was like a i was blonde when i was younger i'm like a 15 little blonde girl yeah, yeah, yeah. like just cute little girl yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm like listening to this music and i'm like could fight somebody. I could definitely kill somebody right now. And I'm like, wow. why are you thinking like that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if somebody tried to fight me right now, they would murder me. Like, I am so small. But it, yeah. like, built up this yeah. um, narrative in my brain that it was, like, me against the world. And I yeah. got to be aggressive. And I got to get mine. And it put That's these amazing. wrong value systems. Yeah. And it, like, changed my personality mm-hmm. to yeah. fit that. Wow. Music is so influential. Wow. Music does do that. What I find interesting is that music comes from inspiration. But inspiration is also the word that's used about this book. Mm. That it was inspired wow, yeah. by God. Yeah. And so if the Bible is inspired by God, who, you know, John 4, 24, God is spirit. Yeah. So if, if the Bible is inspired by God, who is spirit, then music 
can also be inspired by other spirits uh, and stuff like that. And so what James sort of talks about in this book is that not all secular music is bad, but that actually there's a lot of secular music that has a spirit behind it, Mm -hmm. has an assignment behind it. And I know myself from writing music myself that you don't normally start with the music. You normally start with what do I want to say? Yeah, yeah. And that is like a preach. Yeah. You know, when we preach, it brings spiritual really truth in people's lives, spiritual impact, mm. but it's it's similar to that. And so when I was reading this chapter, it was really impacting me deeply. I'd already felt like I sort of cut off quite a lot of secular music in my life, or maybe want of a better term, sort of music that had that edge to it that yeah, was a yeah, little yeah. bit past what was appropriate and yeah. for a Christian to listen to. But I still felt like I had some music that probably wasn't okay. And so I'm reading this chapter. I'm getting convicted. Thanks, James, for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Jesus. In the end. But I, um, yeah, I went to sleep last night. Uh, that that night after reading that chapter, and I had this crazy dream, and I, I, I just really felt like it was from God. Because James sort of talks about in the chapter about how a lot of this stuff is rooted in the spirit of Jezebel mm. that kind of stuff, uh, and how Je- Jezebel is sort of a generation has a generational impact. It's not mm. just the impact on you, but it yeah. goes it goes further. And so when I was reading the chapter, I felt like God was like, actually, you need to cut this off you mm. need to sort this out for your kids as well not just for you yeah, yeah. yeah um and so i went to sleep i had this dream and in this dream this sort of strange character like had somehow got into my house while we were sleeping and got into my kids room and mm. like i'd woken up not physically but in the dream yeah. ran to my kids room like grabbed this guy before anything bad happened mm. um, and got him out of the house and then when i woke up physically I felt like God was saying, like, you've read this just in time. Like, you've got this just in time. And I was like, like, so, like, profoundly impacted by it. And so I was sharing with the the guys about this testimony. But this is what we're talking about here. It's not Mm. just like what you were saying. It's not trivial what's going on. Like, actually, that happiness is the truth. Those little things, they start so small, but they can become so destructive like if you'd acted on those thoughts that mm. you had as where could that have that could have killed you yeah. Like yeah you could have spoken to the wrong person in the wrong way said the wrong thing yeah. and actually this this is life or death like you yeah. began with isn't it absolutely mm-hmm. yeah absolutely cool so yeah the next place it sort of took me to and the, and the next thing that it sort of impacted me uh, about was was a um when Be- it's got um, James's wife uh, Rebecca mm. uh, is sharing a little bit about her story with all of it which probably is a little bit similar to mine I guess mm. um, and what really got her and what also got me was yeah. this line am I worth giving this up for is my presence everything to you mm. and, and essentially all this stuff yeah. you know the Christian life it always comes down to that question, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, you, you're walk, trying to walk in holiness. You're trying to walk in the path that God wants you to walk in. Yeah. And really, it comes back to that place of, oh, like, do I want to align my desires with God's desires or I'm going to have some flesh desires yeah, and some yeah, spiritual yeah. desires? And I always say um, to people that the gospel is not get Jesus into your life. Mm. The gospel is give your life to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and good. I think church in the West... I think we've slowly started to come away from this idea of the lordship of Christ. You know, mm-hmm. in the Absolutely. early church, the yeah. gospel was Jesus is Lord. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't four spiritual laws. It wasn't atonement theory. It was Jesus is Lord. Yes. Like, make him Lord of your life. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. Might, that might get you killed. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's this idea, give your life to Jesus. And 
you know, I just thought we could discuss, you know, have we, have we, do you see that in the no, Western church, like moving away from the Lordship so good. of Jesus? I yeah. love what you, you, what you say about the gospel. It's like not adding Jesus to your life, but giving your life to Jesus. Cause I've always said, um, Jesus is not an additive to your life. He is life. Wow. Yeah. So it's like not a matter of like, I have a little mm. bit of Jesus on the side and I can live these other areas of my life, yeah. you know, however I want to. It's like, if I choose to follow Jesus, that's it. Wow. Yeah. Like draw the line in the sand. So I'm a disciple. Now everything else has to fall in line with that. Yeah. And for us to think that music is like a trivial part, like, oh, I, I can make my own choices on that. You're th- throning your own desires or culture's desires over Jesus in yeah. your life. And so like, even though those things seem little, they matter because yeah. it's, it's a matter of obedience of is everything in my life congruent with the fact that I've chosen to make Jesus Lord of my life. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's just amazing. I think it's just one of those ongoing discussions that Lordship question, isn't it? In particular, mm. and I think, I think, I mean, I, I was a pastor for many years and I can I can tell you probably like ninety percent of all the issues come back to lordship. Wow. Yeah. Like, and and if you wow. went to the root, it's all dressed up in different ways or sugar coated in different varieties. But it, at the end of the day, it's because people still want to be lord, <laughs> and we love co- we love co- you know uh, you know yeah. we love co ownership. We, we we're like well God you know you take seventy percent I'll take thirty and my life will be better if I share out the the control with you. Yeah. And so you know like one of the things I like to say is just like. You know, we like a slow death in the West. Like, as in, like, you know, Jesus said, uh, sorry, we like we love to preach John the Baptist, you know, decrease so that I can increase. But, you know, Jesus told us to die so that we can live. So that's fully yeah, decreased, yeah. that's deceased, you know. So, you know, and so it's yeah. like, but we, we want to slow death. And I found one of the funny things I've always found coming in the church, especially, Especially for someone, I, I never grew up in a church, so I, I found Lent always quite a funny thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, one thing I really noticed about when a lot of people did Lent is a lot of Christians, they love to um, fast things rather than remove things. Mm. So, for example, they're like, oh, well, I'll give it up for 30 days and then I'll binge on it as soon as it comes back on the plate, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, it should, it should, you know what I mean? Like, as, <laughs> that desire is still there for the yeah. thing. It's defeats Absolutely. the point. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like, why pick it back up if it's not a helpful thing anyway? Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, Lent did make me laugh. I had a couple of Christians who they were like, well, I'm going to fast like a Kit Kat chunky for like 40 days and I think heaven's going to move because I <laughs> gave up a Kit Kat. I'm like, nothing's going to happen on the game of your Kit Kat. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I'm divulging now. No, I think that's true because... Just giving chocolate brands away. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true because I think, you know, for me, when I... I felt like there was a real transition in my life, obviously, when I gave my life to Christ. Yeah. But a few years later, I felt like there was a major transition where I stepped over the mark from Jesus is not just my saviour, but he's also like Lord of my life. And I felt like there was sort of a battle for about six months of that full transition Mm. from, um, obviously we're not sinless, but I felt like there was a, there was a real transition where I stepped into, yeah, I'm really living a life of holiness. I'm actually really going after Christ. And I remember it being a big battle for a while. And I remember Mm. sort of talking to the Lord and saying like, Lord, take this away from me. Like I'm doing this, but I don't want to do it. And all that stuff. And quoting, you know, Paul, I do what I don't want to do. And I I don't do what I do want to do. And all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I remember God really clearly saying to me, you do want to do this. Wow. Wow. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. 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 
and 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 come before me really like honestly and i remember being like actually yeah there's something in me yeah. that wants what what i'm doing because you know inherently human beings we are selfish yeah. we do what gratifies our nature yeah, and so yeah, yeah. i had to really sort of take that before the lord and i remember hearing about billy graham billy graham always used to say one of his biggest blocks to people coming to christ mm-hmm. was the fact that they don't want to change mm. people don't sure. want to change and i think we have that attitude in the west don't we of like that absolutely. sort of resistance to change um yeah absolutely yeah and i just think like we we also have this idea that jesus makes your life better actually what do you do when jesus doesn't make your life better yeah mm. and jesus makes your life worse Difficult. i mean you yeah. know peter crucified upside down yeah you know thomas was pulled apart by horses uh, supposedly like yeah, according yeah. to the history of the early church so yeah, actually yeah. like ask them if jesus made their life better yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. obviously they were doing it for jesus mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think that that key element is remembering that we live from eternity's perspective yeah. knowing that my life really being good. better doesn't have to be confined to my physical earthly life that's amazing because yeah. my trust is rooted that when i die however hard my life may be I'm going to have eternal life being yeah. with Jesus. And that's the life that we live for now. It's like yeah. this earthly realm, this earthly life that we have is like an investment period into eternity. That's and so when good. we see it from that perspective, it makes it easier to not listen to the music everyone else is listening to. You yeah, see yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's not even worth it in the long yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that point. That is, um, I actually threw someone off recently with a point like that. So they were like, it was an older person. They were saying, well, you need to start saving up for your pension. You need to start putting money away. I know it seems like a long way away, etc." And I said, I'm not thinking, like I, this, I don't even think, this person wasn't even a Christian, but I think I remember saying to them, listen, I'm not thinking just for the next 30 years. I'm thinking 400 years ahead where wow. I'm going to be in paradise. I'm thinking 600 years ahead, what it's going to be amazing. like, what the plants are going to be like, what Jesus is going to be walking around like. And it's like, my mind is so there, like you so said, good. it's like we live from that place of it's going to be amazing. I don't know about you, but if you were like, if you were going to Barbados at the end of the week, uh, and you had a particularly difficult or busy week at work, you'd be like, well, at least I'm going on holiday at the end. And it would change the way you you dealt with the issue. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the responsibility. And it's the same way. We're going to paradise for a billion years or something with <laughs> an incredible God who's like, you don't need light around because there's so much light coming off him. Yeah. You know, I can put up with me preaching the gospel on the street and someone going like tutting at me i can deal with a tut <laughs> it's not gonna kill you know what i mean like yeah i'm i'm obviously speaking you're speaking a lot more globally i'm thinking a lot more like in england i'm like people are even when they're even when they're disagreeing with you here they're quite, quite polite actually yeah. you know yeah. but anyway anyway it's quite funny i've gone off quite on polite in england yeah. Do you but, even, you but even yeah <laughs> you are you are very polite it's nice oh, thank it's you. refreshing <laughs> which i'm from the south where you're like kind of polite but you're masking it as an insult like bless your heart <laughs> that, that's like code for like you're an idiot <laughs> so it's like if you guys so think i'm dumb, like you're just gonna say it yeah, so it's comforting yeah, yeah. to know that if you say that i'm i'm not dumb i'm like oh they mean it yeah, yeah, yeah. okay awesome. i know that now so one of the one of the things that really stuck out to me um, mm-hmm. in this chapter was this line uh, and i've heard james preach this before it preaches really well yeah uh, the lord will pour out his spirit without measure if he finds a people without mixture Mm. Now, I wonder if we could get a little bit practical right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because we all are, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, trying to live 
holy lives before God. And that wasn't me looking at you to check if you're doing that. That was just <laughs> scanning the oh, room. Are you? Are you? Are you? Just, just to make sure. Yeah. Um, Do you have sin in your life? <laughs> so funny. So, you know, and, he, and he says, you know, we can't be used by God to change the world if our lifestyle reflects the very systems, ideologies and lifestyles of the world and and that's totally true and i think you know people are actually looking for something a bit different now and we have the opportunity to do that but let's get a bit practical you know how do we become Mm. a people without mixture how do we maintain holiness in our lives i don't know if either of you guys have got something that could help maybe people who are watching just practically to Mm. sort of be those sort of people to live a life on fire Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a three-step <laughs> Funny enough, um, but whenever they, uh, I was asked to do this podcast and I read what the chapter was about, I was like, this is actually a really big part of like my journey and like purification and sanctification with the Lord. Amazing. When I first started following Jesus, I felt him to tell me to do a music fast. Mm. I was like, a music fast? It's not even wow. like a real thing. Like, people don't do that. <laughs> and it was like, he told me for like several months, I don't even remember how long it was, to cut off all secular music. Even the ones that didn't have like a, a message they were pushing, it's like worship yeah. music, that's it. Like, wow. If, if I was in the car with friends, be like, hey, can we like not listen to this? Yeah, and you like yeah, feel yeah. like awkward. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. I did that for several months. And then once the I felt like the fast was over, I went back to listen to like a Taylor Swift song. And I was like, I don't even want to listen to this. Yeah. It like, it just felt different it's like yeah. once it was almost like a spiritual cleansing like a mm-hmm. detox to my yeah. ears i recalibrated like my senses yeah and from then on it's like i'm so sensitive now i can turn on a song and be like mm, it sounds like it's probably fine on lyric base but yeah. it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel pure i'm just not gonna listen to it yeah and absolutely. it's like that just time apart it's like yeah i'll listen to a taylor swift song every once in a while now but if i turn a certain one on i'm like okay that has something with it i don't want to listen to it yeah yeah that, that's amazing like i mean i remember rebecca was chatting about that the other day you know how like she did something similar and like she just felt her palate was cleansed mm-hmm. and she could actually see things again for what they are because yeah you know when you're just res- uh, consuming so much and we've all been in that place i'm sure then it just makes you dull, you know, in your mm-hmm. spirit. You don't feel fully alive. You just, you're just almost living off these sugar shots in a way wow. of entertainment, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think God does want us to keep our instruments holy. He really does. Like, I always, like, you know, in my heart, I'm a bit of an evangelist, but I've always, you know, for years known many evangelists who, you know, you that is the main part of, like, proclaiming the gospel, but you can't then be then telling crude jokes out of the same mouth. Yeah. And it was like... You can't be sloppy with such an instrument that God has given you, whether you're singing worship music or that. I think one of the things that really stuck out to me the most, and I think this was years and years ago, I was at this um, party and it was all Christians at the party and they had like this tribute band come in and they were like doing cover songs. And these were like amazing Christians and they are amazing Christians. But then they like, the tribute band sang um, a Craig David song you know, mm. and it was basically on Wednesday, yeah, on yeah, Thursday, yeah. and it's basically a song about I slept with this girl on the Monday, and then the Tuesday, and the Wednesday, and then I had a break on Sunday, basically. And so it's a well, like around, it's a well-known song. It was playing on the radio all the time, but literally, all the Christians were standing up singing this song, and I'm like, what is 
going on? Like, you, if you are paying attention, and this is what it covers a lot in the book, is if you are paying attention to some of the words coming out of your mouth now that you're agreeing with, it's, like, scary. And I think it's just a thing of, like I said, it's no judgment there. Like, we've all been there with sometimes, like, a dull spirit where we've got one foot in God and we've got one foot in the world and we're not really seeing anything of anything because yeah. we're not two-footed into anything. And I think that's where the lordship starts. That's where all the real adventure starts with God is when you, when you stop having one foot in another camp and you put both feet into God yes. and not seeing that you're missing out, but actually you're investing in the future and the potential that God has for your life. You know, mm-hmm. even with discipline, I think one of my favorite discipline quotes is from Abraham Lincoln, which is uh, discipline is about choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Wow. And that is it. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I'm putting down this music. I'm putting down that. Not because I don't like it or what. It's because I put in my future ahead of me. That is all yes. I really care about. Mm-hmm. So I'll put down these menial pleasures for that. Uh, but I think a lot of it. Yeah, it's just like if you live with a dull spirit, life is not fun. If you live with a bronze medal mentality, it's not going to be fun. But if you live in that gold medal mentality, that's yeah. the people that people remember usually. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who went all in for something, even if it was something bad, like they went all in for that, you know, yeah. rather than just being a bit of a nothing, a bit of a flannel, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you even think about people who impact your life. Yeah. It's always the people who are like extreme. Yeah, it's like absolutely. I've never met that's like right, yeah. like a like a average christian that causes on monday tuesday no, i'm not saying yeah, yeah, yeah i'm not getting into that debate but you know yeah, they're yeah. like sinning throughout the week and then yeah. they get to sunday and they go to church i've never encountered one of them like wow you've really impacted my life yeah wow. like your eternity saved but what like you're not yeah. doing anything for me but it's like the people that i've seen lay down things and do the things that the world says is too much and it doesn't take all that one of my good friends yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a phrase that she would always use like the world is going to tell you it doesn't take all that you're doing too much. You're looking extreme. Yeah, but it's those sure. people that have impacted the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's those people that have impacted my life. And it's like, if I am living from an eternal perspective and I'm living on mission, yeah. what are the things that are going to push that mission, God's agenda in the mm-hmm. earth? Mm-hmm. What, what do I let into my life and what do I not in order to see that mission come yeah. in? It's not about, can I do it? Can I not do it? Because yeah. you probably can, and it's probably not sin. But it's not a matter of sin or not sin. It's a matter of beneficial. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, I'm getting so rocked by everything that's being said right now. I hope you guys are watching and getting really rocked by this. And, and James talks a lot in this book about John the Baptist, and it made me think while you were saying that about this guy who mm-hmm. goes off to the desert. I yep. mean, how many, you know, we sort of esteem him now as this amazing guy, which he was, but how many people around him, his friendship group, his peers, would have, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <You're too extreme. laughs> the you man wore to... camel hair. <laughs> he didn't look good. And now, I could be wrong in this, but I think James says somewhere in the book, like, there's not necessarily like anywhere in the Bible that tells John the Baptist that he should do that. Like that's not right. necessarily like, yeah, that's right. James has just confirmed. Um, you know, there's nothing <laughs> in the Bible. There's not like a specific, he wasn't living like a, you know, when yeah. the Nazarite vow, there was certain things that you had to do. Like yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. doing anything that was necessarily yeah. like prescriptive, yeah. but he, he got to bring forth Jesus. Like he got to say, here's the one. Yeah, yeah, like, come on. Oh my days. And, and all you can really look at in his life is the extreme thing that yes. he did. Yeah. And it's like, you want to be ex- used by God in extreme ways? Yeah. Live an extreme life. It's so good. And even on the yeah. John the Baptist thing, if he is the he, he made the way for Jesus to come, 
we're longing for Jesus to come back. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. how the book ends. Exactly. Come Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And if we look at John the Baptist's yeah. life as an example of what brought forth Jesus, mm. what, do we, what do we think we have to do to, to prepare the way for him to come back yeah. again? That's it says so a good. pure and spotless bride. Yeah. I'm sorry, but sleep, t- singing about sleeping with several different girls on a week is yeah, not yeah, pure yeah. and spotless. It. It's not. It. <laughs> and it is. And, and, I, get, I don't know if I mentioned to anyone about... I didn't mention to a couple of people, and they're like, oh, yeah. But it was just, like, such a custom of this sounds... Like, the same with the happy song. Yeah. You know, it's a happy-sounding song. It's a positive-sounding song. It's a sugar-coated song, mm-hmm. but it's trying to have a mantra in you, a, a, yeah. a, a meditation upon, this is what I want you to think now. I want you to think, like, the, the word of man, not, yeah. like, the word of God. And, and music is so subtle. Like, so you know, like you mm-hmm. were saying about, you're not going to go out and shoot anyone, mm-hmm. but it starts in the mind, doesn't it? It starts mm-hmm. at home. Like, the enemy... The enemy's not going to come to you with like, the big things all the time. He's not going to, yeah. you know, like, for example, even recently, like, just hearing, like, a number, sadly, you know, a number of big pastors falling and things like that. And yeah. I, I disciple a lot of young Christian guys. And I'm like, look at the journey in which they fell. And I'm like, this person in particular, I'm not going to obviously name them, but I was like, they didn't fall at a nightclub, this big pastor. They fell during the day, at a, they were at a park on a park bench and someone came over to them had a conversation and then it ended up into sexual immorality it didn't it happened during the day Mm. you know and it's like you have to be so alert to how the enemy he's not going to play you the way you think he's going to play you he's going to try and control your mind through meditating on certain music or things like that to try and one day get you into that place but he's going to lure you out Mm -hmm. with things that you're just going to take for granted or things that are going to go in your head or things that look harmless Mm -hmm. isn't it you know he's clever he's been doing this since the beginning and I think for me like I've always for for years I used to watch BBC iPlayer and you would just see patterns start to emerge very subtly very small things Mm. very increments of you know maybe it's like yoga or buddhist teaching Mm -hmm. or that just subtle things now all of a sudden fast forward like three years later they're in every kids program everyone's doing it Wow! like you literally just start where you nullify people's response to it just build it up build it up slowly it's such a strategy and interesting what, what you're saying like so for example like me and Matt were laughing before because his because since we started working together we're talking about different you know similar things yeah. and Matt opened up his YouTube before and he's got the same suggested videos now like that I've got on mine <laughs> and it made me think you know decisions turn into disciplines yeah. and disciplines turn into desires yeah and 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 that's how it that's how it goes like yeah. it's those small little decisions that over time turn into a rhythm and a yeah. pattern in your life, as yeah. you were saying. And then that turns into a desire. Yeah. But what, back to what you were saying right at the beginning, you know, that um, music fast that you did was mm-hmm. a decision. Yeah. And then over the days became a discipline. And then what ended up happening is I don't even want to listen to that yeah. music anymore. It's suddenly like, not only do I not want to, but my yes is so for God now mm-hmm. that my desire is so strong for Jesus that yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't not want to listen to that because I feel like I might fall into sin. Right. I don't want to listen to it because I actually want to listen to something that's going to build up my spirit yes. and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, my yeah. life with Jesus. Yes. And, exactly. and, and, and before I did that fast, it felt hard. Yeah. Because I genuinely enjoyed that kind of music. It was a big part of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But 
once you get into it and you taste and see that he's better, like he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It doesn't taste good anymore. That mm-hmm. bitter thing of the world. Like yeah. bitter things can taste sweet if you've never tasted anything sweeter than that thing. Yeah, yeah. Until yeah. you've tasted something sweeter. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if you cleanse your palate, like what you were saying, yeah, it like yeah. purifies your your mind, yeah, your yeah, heart, yeah. and then you taste it. You're like, oh. This is, we were talking about um, English chocolate. Yeah. So in America, the chocolate is not good. Don't eat it. It tastes like plastic. I can confirm. But I, it's right. not good. It's not good. Correct. But when She's I was truth now. <laughs> when I was in America, I had chocolate all the time. I loved it. It was like a yeah. regular part of like something I genuinely enjoyed. When I moved here and I had like just a regular old chocolate bar, I was like. This is amazing. <laughs> it's like, what have I been uh, doing my whole yeah. life? And I can't even fathom like going to America now and having a Hershey bar and be like, this is delicious. Like, no, like yeah. I know that there's something better. Yeah, and it's yeah. the same thing with not even just music, but things that we entertain ourselves with movies yeah, and yeah, conversations yeah, yeah. and even senses of humor. It's like God will refine your sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's 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 that thing of knowing that he is better and giving him opportunity to prove that he is better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I 100% agree. Yeah, so um, it makes me think of um, all of this because I have a like, slightly similar story to you. Mm. Um, there's a prophet called Sean Boltz, and we were talking about this before, and he, um, from what I've encountered of him, you know, he delivers these incredible <laughs> prophecies, like super accurate, he gets words of knowledge and all that stuff. And I don't know a great deal about mm. him, but I remember watching him one time thinking... I would love to hear God like that. And um, so mm. I was just praying about it and, and God delivered a really challenging word to me. He, he said to me really clearly, you can hear me that clearly um, if your ears weren't as dirty as they are right now. <laughs> like you could hear me that clearly if you cleaned up your ears. That and hurts. I remember thinking, yeah. oh, like one of the key things is like what I'm letting into my ear gate. And it's yeah. sort of blocking up my actual connection with Jesus and so yeah yeah. yeah, I really felt like I went on a similar like a cleanse and I even feel like I'm going on an even deeper one right now just being open and honest with you guys that's what we do here so um that's amazing just to kind of wrap up and finish up um we really feel like at prayer storm that God is calling people throughout the earth different you know the ramp and and all these different ministries to be part of a move of God to yeah. be part of a great awakening yeah. that is going to usher in, you know, Jesus coming back, that pure yeah. and spotless bride, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think are some key realities that you think the church needs to wake up to? Um, you know, the great awakening. I, I, you know, I think it starts with us. I think it starts with the church. But I feel mm. like um, we've, we've talked about this. The spirit of Jezebel is so subtle. It's yeah. creeped in in so many different ways that actually there's a lot of... Um, a lot of people are asleep, but they don't know they are. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so what are the things, you know, just for people who are watching that you feel like the church needs to wake up to, to usher in this great awakening? And then we're going to yeah. finish with a prayer that's at the end of this uh, chapter that's really awesome. So, Yeah, I think, um, like, just, like, don't be ignorant to the devil's schemes. You know, Good. just just a simple don't be ignorant. There's There's... When we have a dull spirit, we become ignorant. And I think one of the, the, the stories in the Bible, uh, sorry, in this book, In the Life of Fire, 
it's talking about how like um um what is it called airport security had like r- really went up since mm-hmm. like 9/11 and how like now they have such tight security checks on people so and how just like like how the air, like how hijackings have just gone to almost like nothing now because there's such an alertness and you think when you do go through airport security you get proper padded down don't you <laughs> it's really uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, but it's basically to see if there's anything secret which could hurt you, or you know, other, on you, yeah, yeah, like a knife or a bomb or something hidden. And that's what we have to do with everything that comes away. You know, I think, what does James say? He's like, if you don't take the thoughts captive, they're going to take you captive, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's like, we need to, like, pad and we need to see everything through truth. And you can't recognize a lie if you don't binge on truth. If you don't fill Come yourself on. with something better, like a supreme pleasure in God, how are you ever going to... Do you know, how are you going to ever push back on a temptation for something that's sweet to you? Yeah. You know, the flesh loves sugar. It loves sweet. It loves sin because it's sweet to it. But mm-hmm. the spirit hates it. And it's, it's against what God wants to build within your life. You know, yeah. if God is trying to build a certain way of thinking and then you're like triple the amount of time listening to something that's going against that. Mm-hmm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to not allow you to grow the way that you want to grow. Yeah. And I think, you know, I love that quote, feed what you want to grow and starve what you want to die. And yeah. even someone said to me it's recently, good. I've never thought it's about good. it. He said, what are you starving that you should be feeding? And what are you feeding that you're starving? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I never thought about it like that. You know, what am I, star- what do I actually want to grow, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, for me, like, it's just don't be ignorant to the enemy's plans. Actually, I just want to share one quick story yeah. yeah and i think this illustrates it perfectly of it years ago like i used to watch this show called ross kemp and uh, he would do documentaries he would be that typical guy that would go to like the most dangerous prisons the most dangerous areas in the world and he did this one documentary he was a british guy he went to um i think he went to the the roughest it's like in america you maybe you know the it's like the 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 safest was it, was it the streets of tennessee <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it was. Do you have a bandana? Okay. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Burned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even if I went, even if I wanted a bandana, I wouldn't even know where to buy a bandana. Do you know where to buy it? Uh, don't ask me. Okay. All right. Tesco's <laughs> don't have them. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> basically, like, um, he would go to there's a there's a place where it's like the safest part of America, the city yeah. next to the roughest like city which is like in mexico or something and they're right next to each other on a border Mm -hmm. and so what he was investigating was this and this is such a sad thing but it i think it illustrates what we're trying to say so well so these these um you know um drug dealers from the mexican city would go into like this really really posh suburb and through one way or another they would get the mums hooked on their meth their cocaine or their meth and so basically they would start to build in them a desire for this stuff and then they would cut it cold and say and then go back to mexico then all of a sudden these mothers who in this nice little safe suburb just getting on with life are now traveling out to this dangerous city in mexico because they need to get their meth fix their cocaine fix and so now the drug dealer is like i'm not going to give it to you unless you start doing me favors and so those mothers who were just getting on with their day taking care of their kids are now getting involved in prostitution to supplicate their meth addiction 
And so that is what the enemy does, doesn't he? Yeah. he? He basically goes into a place which is good for us. He plants a thought. He plants a craving, yeah. which then turns into an addiction that then turns into control. Mm. And now I'll control you. And it all started at just a fun moment, a moment of ecstasy, a moment of yeah. enjoyment. And now it's led you into, you know, the enemy only comes to kill, steal and destroy. He lets yeah. you come, be bothered to come for any other reason, <laughs> you know. And so I think just don't be ignorant to the enemies. Just yeah. be aware of everything coming at you. Discern it through the words of truth. And you're not going to be able to see it unless you binge on the Bible. Unless you feed yourself, you fill yourself more with the truth than the life, you won't spot it. Yeah. Anyway. That's so good. And even on that, I think like being awake to the reality of the spirit realm. Yeah. Like there is a real enemy like out to kill and destroy us. Yeah. So, like I feel like in our Western church, we're like, oh, nothing is really like that bad. Like we're okay. Yeah. Like we're comfy. As long as, you know, it's like that happiness thing that going back to that it's like as long as we're all like not hurting each other it's fine it's like no like there is a real enemy out to kill steal and destroy like that is our spiritual reality and he's lulled us to sleep with comforts to think that it's not that big of a deal but then before we know it we're we're in the pits and we don't know how to get out so it's like being awake to that and then being awake to just the reality of like jesus the reality of god like how real how good he is how faithfully like that he is legitimately better than anything that the world can ever offer amen and the reality that he's coming back like just reality of eternity being rooted back in our true life being not on earth yeah. yeah, absolutely. Same. So good. That. So good. If you're watching, please give this video a thumbs up. That would be awesome. But also, I've tuned into some of these things that Preston do before. And some of the comments are awesome. Like some of they the are. people who are watching have got so much wisdom. We'd love you to drop in the comments maybe some of the things that you feel like the church really needs to wake up to. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I think for me, like one of, you know, coming from the music world that I've come from and performing and Mm. preaching and and all that kind of stuff one one of the one of the biggest frustrations one of the biggest frustrations for me uh comes down to this focus on the public life rather than the private life Mm. like people pay so much attention to the way they look yeah the way they dress yeah yeah uh their stage set their image online Mm. you know thousands and thousands of pounds dollars you know going yeah. on all that kind of stuff yeah but just really you know f- oh let's pray for two minutes before yeah. we go on stage for an hour <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and you know for me I'm, I'm just constantly looking at my life saying if i want to see a great awakening come if i want my words my songs um, yeah. my preaching to have anointing it comes from that secret place yes. it comes from that yeah, um, really private, good. private place so yeah. good yes. private over public <laughs> yes. private over I like it that's so powerful <laughs> amazing okay well I'm going to read this prayer um, from the last page of chapter 5 um, I actually uh, prayed this at the end myself out loud because uh, I think that's a really powerful thing to do. So if you yeah. look in the description box below this video, you can order one of these books right now and you'll be able to pray uh, this prayer too. Um, you can also sort, sort of say amen to agree with it at the end. Um, but we're gonna, I'm going to pray this out loud. Um, I wonder if it would be good actually if, if, if you two just pray as well, just as we set it up, and then maybe yeah. I'll, I'll, fi- I'll finish with this prayer just to seal it off. Yeah. Yeah, is that okay? Sure. Yeah. yeah, Lord. Yeah, Father, I just... Yeah. 
I just thank you, Father, for everyone who's watched today, Lord. Mm -hmm. And I pray, Lord, we're all in the same boat. We all want to grow to be more like you, Jesus. And Lord, we don't want to be ignorant to a devil that only wants to kill, steal, and destroy within our lives and destroy areas of our lives that they don't need to be destroyed. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that we would see every time that we're trying to be baited into something worse, God. Mm -hmm. And I pray, Lord, just, yeah, just like even Cameron said, Lord, that we would have such a desire for the supreme pleasures of heaven over any pleasure of of earth lord so father i pray lord that we would start to feel a distaste even some of the things that we've been covering tonight and i pray lord just some things that are common in our routines i pray lord that we would be able to feel like it doesn't feel right anymore it feels off it feels sour yeah yeah it doesn't do anything for me anymore father i pray lord that you would rearrange our palette and that you would change how we see everything god we would see it through a lens of eternity we would see it for what it is if it is if it's gold or if it's junk and i pray that in jesus name i pray lord we'd have almost like x-ray vision to see what is this thing is this good or god is this evil or, or or bad or you know what is it god where is the source of it coming from, God? Yeah, yeah. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that you just heighten our awareness to the to the plans and the things of the enemy. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. And I just pray uh, for the spirit of wisdom and yes, revelation, yes. God, to enlighten the eyes of our heart, to see yes, the, the glory of the inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus. Lord, I, I pray yes. that we would see how beautiful, how surpassing in worth yes. that you are, God, that the things of this world would look like rubbish in comparison yes. to the infinite beauty and glory of Jesus. And Lord, yes, I pray Lord. that as we see uh, see you in a new light and we see you with new eyes, God, that everything in our lives, from our families to our jobs, to our finances, Lord, that it would, that they would bow their knees to your infinite worth, God, that uh, you would just root up um, any areas in our, our heart where we have pledged allegiance yeah. to darkness, Lord. Any yeah. any areas that we've aligned ourselves with the value systems and ideologies of the enemy, God. I pray yes, that Lord. you would uh, come with your searchlight, Holy Spirit, in yes, my heart Lord. and in all of our hearts, Lord. That you would come and search out the places where you have not been crowned king and crowned Lord yes, over Lord. our lives, God. And I just pray that you would continue to conform us to your yeah. image, Lord. That you would continue to Make us look and be like you, and we yield to that process, yes, Holy Lord. Spirit, mm. in your name, yeah. Lord. Thank Amen. You, Thank you, God. Yes. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, I confess that I have allowed the enemy easy access to my heart by not being vigilant about what I have allowed in through my eye gates and my ear gate. Lord, I'm sorry for this. Forgive me for my sinful actions. I rededicate my eyes, my ears, and my mouth to you. Every seed of perversion, deception, and pollution planted in my heart by the enemy, I command to be completely uprooted and destroyed in Jesus' name. I break off the influence of the enemy over my eyes, ears, and mouth. Holy Spirit, help me to have a higher level of security at my gates. Help me to be vigilant, sensitive, discerning and not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amazing. Okay, well, what a fantastic time. Thank you both so much for uh, being here. We uh, have come to an end now, but uh, the good news is, the best news is, this book, Life on Fire, 
by James Laddering is now available. The link is in the description box below. Make sure you grab it. Grab one for your friends. Grab a whole box for your church. I'm really plugging this. I'm really <laughs> Honestly, I've read through this whole book and it impacted me so deeply and so greatly. And we just really believe that the Holy Spirit is going to do incredible things through yeah. this book. We're, we're praying for it um, as a ministry here at Prayer Storm. So uh, we believe that you'll be blessed by this book. So so do grab it. I wholeheartedly recommend it and uh, we'll, would love to see you again. Thank you for listening to the Prayer Storm podcast. We hope this teaching has encouraged you. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Prayer Storm, all one word. Find us on YouTube as well. We put up regular teachings and worship sessions and prayer nights on there. Don't forget James's new book, Life on Fire, at prayerstorm.org. The link is also in the description.